Hey, you made it. There are so many things going on in the world today. You need to celebrate the fact that you took a moment to stop and listen to the word of God through this Heavenly Vision podcast. I'm sure God's going to speak to you in a way that will bless you. So let's get into it. I'm excited for somebody. You might need to text that to somebody. The Lord says, if you finish it, he'll finance it. And if he finances it, you won't be in debt to man. You'll be in debt to him. John chapter 19, starting at verse 31. God, I love your word. And I guess this is appropriate. Listen to what the scripture says. Since it was the day of preparation. <laughs> since, since it was the day of preparation. So that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath, which was the Passover, was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken. And that they might be taken away. Verse 32. So the soldier came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead. Somebody say already dead. They did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And at once there came out blood and water. And he who saw it ah, bore witness, being John. His testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture may be fulfilled that says not one bone will be broken. And again, another scripture that says they will look on him who they have pierced for a few moments. Or at least until 1245, I want to talk on this subject, a pierced side. A pierced side. Man, I feel this thing so prophetically clear. I hear the Holy Spirit speaking in this room. And early this morning, the Lord just shifted my whole dynamic uh, because we, we believe in sermon preparation and in, and in calendars and planning sermon calendars. There, there were things that, thank you, Lord, there were things that we had, that we had set in place uh, long before today. And even as I was preparing to come in uh, or, or when I was coming back from Chicago last night, uh, the Lord began to stir my spirit and challenge me to go in this direction. And so what I need you to understand is that we are raised to life through the reality of the gospel. It is the reality of the gospel, excuse me, that raises us to life. And the good news uh, must be fully understood in order for new life to be fully embraced. 
So you have to have a full understanding of the gospel in order to live in full life. Can I talk to somebody quickly? Some of us have, have, are not living life at the full potential that Jesus intended for us to live it at because we haven't been given the full gospel. Don't go cuss out no preacher. I'm just telling you that some of us, we have not received the full gospel. We have not received all the good news. And so we can't live into a reality we don't understand. And so for the next few weeks, even as we talked about last week, we understood. And I, I, that blessed me, man. I, I hope you connected to the podcast or on Spotify and you're listening to the sermons after the sermon. Uh, but last week blessed me so much to understand that even though I'm going through suffering, that God puts soothing in the midst of my suffering. I thank God that I, I thank God for every bruised heel I have. You hear me? Because I understand that even in the midst of what I'm going through, there's therapy even in my threats. But today I want, I want to expand this thought. And so we look at the gospel of John. And I need you to understand this even as we go into this sermon today. That everything you've gone through, or for the matter, everything that has gone through you was preparation for where the Father is taking you. You, no, you don't, don't miss this. It is preparation. It's not an attack of the enemy. It's not. Now, here's the thing. Some, some things are spiritual warfare. And, and, and we got some blessed people in the room. And when we're adding to, 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 to the number daily of people that are able to discern what this, what's going on in the spirit. But some of you, the struggle that you're dealing with right now, for some of you, the strain, the pressure, the pain that you feel right now is the pain of preparation. Uh, I, I, know, I know that there's a couple of people in the room that feel me. The Bible says, and this is what your scripture says, that everything that was going on with Jesus, that it was the day of preparation. This is the whole reason he was born. And so while some people are like, this is terrible. Why are they doing this to him? This is not fair. This is not right. In his spirit, he's saying, this is what I was born for. And this is what I need to tell somebody in here because I feel the spirit telling me this. While you think it's about to kill you, I hear God saying this is what I put you on the earth to do. So I, I, know, I know you don't like it all the time, but this was your very created purpose. And so I'm preparing you. This is, this is not just pain. This is preparation. This is preparation. Painful, yes, but it's preparation. It's preparation. Now, uh, I, I can't go back and teach Revelation all over again this year. We didn't spend too many months in Revelation, so I can't go back. You got to go, go, go to the website, find a teaching if you need to. Ask somebody to you know, borrow their notes if you need to. But, but there's, there's a high level of reigning that Jesus does in Revelation. But he could not reign in Revelation un unless he went through the pain of the Gospels. He could not be, he could not be the, 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 the lamb that was risen 
He could not be the king that reigns in Revelation unless he was the servant that suffered in John. I don't know who needs to hear this, but all of the, of, of, of the high-minded thoughts that you have for yourself, all of, the, all of the visions and prophecy that you received concerning your destiny, I need you to understand you're paying for it now. Somebody shout preparation. There's, th th there's going to be many issues that you face in your life that will feel as if it's trying to kill you. That will feel as if it's trying to destroy you. No, it's not there to destroy you. It's there to prepare you. God is a God of preparation. And he will give nothing to you. Lest he prepared you for it first. And, hallelujah, he will give you nothing that he has not prepared for you. That's two distinct points. Don't miss that. One, he will not give you anything that he has not first prepared you for. And, you're like my preacher hand, don't you? I was at a preacher conference all weekend. I got a preacher hand in me. And he will not give you anything that he did not prepare for you. And so you got to believe if he gave it to you, he gave you the capacity to handle it. I know you think you're about to lose your mind, but that's only because you fed up. But the moment you recognize that you have a greater capacity than you even want to acknowledge, you will arise to the ability to know that you've been prepared for this. And so now it's time for you to take inventory and survey of everything in your life. Because if God prepared it for you, he prepared you for it. I can't hang there. I got to move on. But I need you to understand that you've been prepared. Just tell yourself, I've been prepared for this. And this has been prepared for me. So you got to believe God. And let, and, and let me just pause parenthetically and say this just in case somebody needed to hear this or needed to be affirmed of this reality. Anything that God prepared for you, the enemy can't steal. And even if he get his grips on it, he can't fit it. <laughs> Enemy didn't try to steal a lot of things that's mine. He tried. He tried. But because it was prepared for me, it couldn't even turn on in his possession. Somebody going to catch that tomorrow. You, you, you cannot waste your time on what folk are trying to steal. Because even if they were successful in stealing it, they ain't got the code to activate it. I can't get no help in this room. Listen, it's prepared for you. And you're prepared for it. Do you believe that? Now, the next thing that we see in this scripture... They say it was a day of preparation. And so I need you to understand. I'm going to say this one more time. You're in the day of preparation. 
So do not forsake this. Get your behind up and go to the gym. Or at least walk around the corner. Because you're being prepared for something. Pick up something, lift it up in your hand. Get two cans of peas. And just, you know, just, just park all the way in the back of the Target parking lot. Come on, y'all talk to me for a minute. Let, you take, But prepare yourself. Start reading more. Oh, man, I, I can't. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Whatever you got to do, prepare yourself. Start tucking this money away. Rearrange your diet. Rearrange your, 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 your attire. Rearrange your schedule. Because God needs you to be prepared for what he's getting ready to take you to. And some of you are crying because you haven't seen what was prophesied to you. And I hear God saying, because you're not ready to proclaim the prophecy. You, 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 you're not ready to procure it. The word is in the air. Ready to pounce on you. But the word can't drop into manifestation until you're prepared. Yell at somebody that looked like they didn't want to be here today and say, get prepared. Get prepared. But now, now, now we're, we're all preparing ourselves to be prepared. We're, we're thinking about right now, you, some, some, somebody's going to go home and write the plan out. Here it is. Let, let me, let, let me, let me, let me, uh, I'm, I got to say this, Rodney. Don't pray and ask God to give you nothing you ain't planned for. Don't pray and ask, don't pray and ask God to give you anything you're not prepared to handle when it falls. Praying, Lord, give me this, give me this. And he said, if, if I give it to you right now, you commit suicide because it's too heavy. Let your prayers be correlated with your capacity. I pray bigger when I can carry more. I ain't praying for no thousand member church. What I look like? Lord, let me take care of 250 real good. Let me take care of this 250. When I take care of this 250, then we're going to talk, okay? We're going to, let me just take care of 250, Lord. Give me. Not only, not only was we be prepared, but watch this. The Bible says that because the, the, the Sabbath was coming, and not, this wasn't just the Sabbath, but this was the Passover. This was the, this was the most sacred Sabbath of the year in the Jewish calendar. And so they said, we can't have these dead bodies hanging on these crosses when the Sabbath comes. So I need you to break their legs so that they will die quicker so that we can get their bodies off the cross and we can get rid of them. Can I, can I pause parenthetically one more time? Be careful of, 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 of people that try to make you get rid of your pain so quickly. I've been hanging here dying. And because you got a date on your calendar, you want me to hurry up and get out the way. Some stuff needs to be processed through. Don't, don't rush me off my cross. Don't rush me out of my process. I, 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 I know.
know me, I know me in this in this bloody situation is not conducive for your comfort. But sometimes we need to look at some bloody stuff to be reminded that it's not always peaches and cream. Sometimes it's blood and guts. Sometimes it's heartache and heaviness. Sometimes it's pain and process. Get them off that cross. And so they break the legs of the malefactors on both sides. But when they get to Jesus, they see that he already dead. It's going to make sense. Somebody say he was already dead. Listen, listen to this, because I need you to understand this. That while there may be breaking going on all around you, here is, oh, because this is going to bless somebody, okay? I feel it. Watch this. That which is after you on a, or upon you will not break you. Let me tell you why it's not going to break you. Because death is a breaking deterrent. <laughs> see, see, some of us are broken unnecessarily. Some of us have been broken because we won't die. But if we crucify our flesh to some stuff, while there may be breaking going on all around us, you won't be broken because you already you gotta die to some stuff and if you die to it the devil can't break you in it I'm tired of being broken and die some more I'm tired of being broken in my finances then die in your finances you broke but you don't tie you don't see no correlation I'm tired of having all these broken relationships will die in your flesh. Death is a breaking deterrent. The more we die to self, the less break. Listen, I declare in the name of Jesus, you ain't got to be broke all the time. You, you ain't got to be broken another day in 2019 if you keep dying. This is why Paul says, I crucify my flesh daily. You ain't got to break me. Life ain't got to break me because I'm killing myself every day. He says I beat my flesh into subjection on a daily basis so I'm not disqualified. Kill yourself. Kill your flesh. You feel that attitude? Oh, I got to kill that. I got to crucify that. They told me something that was true, but I got an attitude of, oh, no, I, I rebuke that. Die. Die, James. Die. Y'all thought it was just four, four, four. Die, Jay-Z. No, it wasn't just Jay-Z. No, every one of us need to be like, die me. Flesh, die. Attitude, die. Pride, die. Haughtiness, die. Yeah, yeah, get that stubbornness in there too. Kill that. Put all of them on the guillotine today. Come on. Uh, uh, everything you need to die. You ought to just come on. You die too. You die too. Come on. Come on. Unforgiveness. Get on that thing. Die. Unforgiveness. Die past. Die pain. Die shame. Die regret. Here's the principle. Anything you don't die to will break you.
they were they 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 had they had the mallet in their hands ready to break Jesus' knees. But when they looked at him, they seen that he was already dead. So ain't needing me broke breaking something that's already dead. One of my apostolic elders, Pastor, Pastor David Cop, he says, You better make sure there ain't no jack in your box. Because watch this. See, the winding is the preparation. But see, some of us is too turnt. Some of us too ready for the stage. Some of us too ready for the mic. Some of us too ready for the money. Some of us too ready for the new car. Some of us too ready for the relationship. Some of us done bought rings and ain't nobody done gave us one yet. Some of us got to, you know, we got dresses and stuff. We got, at, we got attitudes and we think, I can't wait till he come. Watch, I'm going to be booed up. I'm going to be, listen, you better get, you better kill that jack. And then you pop, you pop right out, and then you see everybody popping at you because you got too much jack in your box. You was too excited. You was too turned. You was too ready to show off everything. And as soon as you was ready to show off, there were snipers on the hill like. Snipers don't shoot at dead targets. Enemy been trying to kill me. But every time he comes to where all he sees is a dead body. Breaking deterrent is death. You get my book. Shameless plug. You get my book. Maturely me. You order it. And you get it and it come to you. And you, 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 you open up to lesson one. Lesson one say, die. And you like, this book is trash. <laughs> Holy Spirit challenged me with this years ago. He said, listen, my people too alive to change the world. My people too alive to save their marriages. My people too alive to save their children. They got too much life going on. They got too much life. This why we. This why. This why stuff can happen up underneath our noses. Cause we too busy living, living my best life. Yeah, you live your best life, and the worst is happening around you. No, 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 no. We gonna die. We gonna die. Come on, let's die together. Come on, let's go to Romeo and Juliet style. We're going to die to this. We're going to die to this flesh. We're going to die to these emotions. We're going we, we, we gonna, we gonna to die to this back and forth. We're going we, we gonna to die to this you bad. No, I'm bad. We're going to die to this you a liar. No, I'm a liar. We're going to die to this I'm right. No, you right. No, we're we going to die to all of this stuff. And every time I wake up in the morning, you got to kiss a dead man. And don't be, don't be alarmed because this corpse, even if it's dead, it's the spirit that animates it. Because Paul says I'm crucified with Christ but nevertheless I live but it ain't I that live it's Christ that lives within me why is my wife happy with her husband because she ain't really married to James she actually married to Christ in James I can't please a pot but if I let Jesus live in me he'll keep a smile on her face Oh my God, I can't lead an ant hill, but if 
I keep letting Jesus rise in me, I can raise up a people that can change the world. Tell somebody to die. said we can't we can't can't break his knees can't break his knees because he already dead now without being bloody and gory in this room I got I got to set some things in order for you to understand how miraculous what's getting ready to happen so so it, it, it is said that Jesus could have been dead any anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour at this point in time his corpse could have been hanging there any, 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 any time from 30 minutes to an hour by the time they go to break their knees. And so at this point in time, uh, rigor mortis has already begun to set in. And what happens is that when the heart ceases beating, that all of the blood in the body rushes down to the lowest extremity. So if that be the truth... By the time they get ready to pierce Jesus, there should be no blood in his side because all of the blood in his body should be down at his feet. By this time, his feet should have swollen to about four times its size because all of the blood in his entire body would have had to reservoir at his feet because that's what happens when you're dead. The blood stops circulating and it reservoirs at the lowest point of the body. So 30 minutes to an hour, he's been hanging there. But the Bible says... That at this point in time, because they see that he's already, he's been dead, he goes at the soldier, he takes a spear, and he pierces him in the side. Now, before we get into even how more miraculous this is, we have to understand that even this is an act uh, of prophecy being fulfilled. And so what you must understand is, is that this soldier, while he thought he was just trying to verify Jesus' death, he became an accessory to prophecy. Y'all don't believe me. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. And he was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. And so this is what I need you to, and that's why we got we to preach the full gospel. This is what I need you to shout about in this moment. Because the soldier thought that he was just verifying his death. The soldier thought that he was just adding insult to injury. But when he pierced him, he actually produced an opportunity for prophecy to be fulfilled. And so some people, when they put your name in their mouth, they think that they actually doing you a disservice. When all they doing is just helping the prophecy over your life come to pass. They thought that they was going to mess you up by ratting you out and posting you on Facebook and alerting people to your past. All they're doing is helping prophecy come to pass. I'm not even mad at you. You know my past, so does Jesus. Thanks. You ain't doing nothing but hastening the prophetic manifestation of what God has declared over my life. But here, here again, here's why it's so powerful.
Because by this time, 30 minutes to an hour, there should have been no blood in any organ that Jesus had in his body. But the Bible says that when the soldier pierces him in his side, that outflows blood and water. The reason why this is so significant, listen to me, is because when blood and water flows out of Jesus, it is representation even of the divine sacrament. Means that every piercing attack in life has alignment with that which is prophesied over our life. And even as blood and water begins to spew out of the side of the dead, rigamorous set body of Jesus, the amazing thing is when the blood flows out, it represents divine communion. And when the water runs out, it represents holy baptism. It is miraculous because he was already dead and there was no spirit in his body. Listen, the spirit no longer animated his body, yet it refused to shut down until it finished its assignment. Oh, I'm almost finished, Jerry. The, the body is dead. He is literally physically dead. But his body says, I'm not going to shut down until I finish my assignment. I don't know who I need to talk to in here. But some of you are already ready to check out on the assignment that God gave you. But I don't care if you got to be the walking dead. You got to make sure you fulfill the assignment that God has put on your life that body that God gave Jesus even the body said I can't give up until I fulfill my assignment I ain't even got no spirit animating me but I got a word and an assignment on my life you ain't always got to feel it I don't know who lied to you Oh, I can't do it unless I feel it what have you been assigned to do? Is your assignment complete? Then you not done. That body said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't let go. Keep some blood and water right there. Because they about to pierce me. And what I need you to understand is that sometimes God will allow you to stay right where you are. Because your position is pertinent to your assignment. Somebody heard me, but you want to deny what I'm saying. But I'm going to say it again in your hearing so you can't act like you didn't hear what you heard. Your position is pertinent to your assignment. So even though you may not desire to be where you are, it ain't about your desire. It's about your assignment. I ain't always wanted to be in my marriage. Okay, you lie. I'll tell the truth. But I've had to understand that my marriage was my assignment. And so even in situations, listen, I ain't always wanted to pass the heavenly vision. Don't throw no rocks at me. I ain't got no resonation in my computer. But the reality is, is that even if I wanted to go, I can't because it's in my assignment. 
And some of us, we got to understand that God will give you grace for your assignment if you be faithful to it. Some of y'all, you ain't getting the fulfillment in your assignment because you ain't being faithful to it. But if you be faithful to your assignment, he'll give you fulfillment in your assignment. And he'll give you all the grace that you need to finish it. I got three things I need to give you and then I'm leaving you alone. Number one, what this, what this passage teaches us is that our future was secured by his fatality. This is the first thing you need to walk away from here with. We're talking about the fullness of the gospel. You need to know that your future was secured by his fatality. Because he died, your future is set. The only way you won't become what God has declared for you to become is if you give up. Y'all not going to hear what I'm saying. I believe in spiritual warfare and I do believe that we need to wrestle against that which is not flesh and blood but that which is in the spirit and I believe in spiritual warfare and we will go to bat to kill Jezebel every time she rises her head, raises her head in the church. We will fight against the spirits of darkness but I need you to understand that the spirit of darkness, that the power of the enemy is powerless as it relates to you fulfilling your assignment. The Bible says he knew the end before the beginning. There's a you already at the destiny of your life waiting for you to come. I pray, I pray this week God gives you a vision of your fulfilled self. And it gives you so much joy that you start running like your name is Usain Bolt. Because you got a vision of the end. This is why Jesus went through all of the Calvary. The Bible says for the glory that was set before him, he endured the agony of the cross. He was able to know on the other side he's already done. And you got to believe that. God, show me the healed me. Show me the delivered me. Show me the wealthy me. Show because she already over there. I, I don't know if you needed to be reminded or not. Boo-boo, she already wealthy. She already healed. She already up walking out the wheelchair. She already. Sir, he already got the business. Sir, he already a multimillionaire. He already healed. He already married. He already done. God, show me me. Give me a vision of my fulfilled self. Give me a vision of my finished self. Our future was secured by his fatality. Jesus' death was so potent that it went into your future and secured it. Huh? Where they do that at? His death is so potent that his blood went into your destiny. 2,000 years ago. His blood went into your, not yet. <laughs> somebody, somebody go rejoicing. Jesus is in my not yet, waiting on me to get there. Hallelujah. He's already there. And so if he's there, I'm not going to miss my appointment. So I'm going to do whatever I got to do in the now so that I can get to the not yet. Second thing I need you to leave out of here going. Knowing that our sacraments are sacred. Because they flowed from his surrender. Our sacraments are sacred because they flowed from his surrender. Listen to me. We don't just eat the bread and drink the cup just to say because it's cool. 
We are here taking holy shots. No, no, no. We engage in the holy sacrament because it, it, was, it was done through his surrender. Every time we eat of the bread and we drink of the cup, he says, you show forth my death and my suffering till I come again. The sacraments remind us of his surrender and tethers us to ours. And so every time we drink of that bread, I mean, drink of that cup and eat of that bread, we should be reminded that our life is not our own. Every time we dip into the water and we rise up again, we are reminded of the fact that I, I have to surrender my life because he surrendered his. The last thing I want to share with you, and then we're going to pray together. Our witness is required so that the world will know he's worthy. Notice what the scripture says. You finish scripture in verse, verse uh, 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 35, 36, 37. It, it reminds us of the witness of John. He says, he says, but I had to be here. Now, I know all the other disciples left, but I stayed at the cross. I stayed at the cross because I had to witness this. Can I prophesy this to somebody? There's some things that Jesus has allowed you to see. There's some things that the Holy Ghost has revealed to you, and you got to be a witness to it. You got to let other folk know that this stuff is real that this ain't no plaything. I've been there. I've been there and I've seen him do it. I've seen him move mountains. I've seen him heal cancer. I've seen him raise people up. I've seen him heal marriages. I've seen him bring children out of addiction. I've seen him heal and if he's done it before, he'll do it again. You gotta let somebody else know that you serve a God that's able. This is not just religious exercise. No, this man works and he's worked for me and I declare he'll work for you is there anybody that got a witness in the room his pierced side solidified all of these realities for us and so I pray that you leave out of this room today reminded of the reality that because his side was pierced I have peace because his side was pierced. I can be prepared because his side was pierced. I have, I have the grace of the sacraments because his side was pierced. I have no choice but to stay on my assignment. So when I get up tomorrow, I'm going to get up a dead man. When I get up tomorrow, I'm going to get up a dead woman. I'm going to die to my flesh. So that when the enemy comes to try to break me, all he finds is death. Some of us, the enemy may still be attacking us right now because we're too animated. But I declare in the name of Jesus that a divine grace is going to come upon you to crucify everything in your life that's not like Jesus. In this, in this holy season of, uh, uh, of Lent, you, 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 you're going to consider where do I need to crucify myself? Where do I need to kill myself? Where do I, what do I need to turn off in my life? What do I need to dismiss in my life so that I can be everything that God has called me to be? I want to pray for you that you embrace 
the truths that have been conveyed from this podium today. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you have heard the voice of the Lord speak to you. We're praying now in the name of Jesus that you will see divine death. That you will see perfect preparation. That you will understand that your witness matters to the kingdom of God. So Father, I lift up to you, my brother. I lift up to you, my sister. Prepare us. Make us prepared. We want to be ready for everything you've called for us to do. Father, we thank you for the complete work of Jesus Christ, and we acknowledge that because his work is complete, we can complete everything that we need to do on this earth. So, Father God, make us prepared for what you're calling us to do. And then, Father God, allow us to crucify everything in our flesh that's not like you, everything that will hinder us from going to the next level in our life. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would recognize that every piercing that we have to experience in this life is only an accessory to what you have prophesied over us. And so we will walk in that grace. And that you would allow us to live as witnesses of your goodness. Witnesses of your grace. Witnesses of your mercy. Witnesses of your favor. And so we declare that to be our reality. And it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody here for the Lord today? I hope you were blessed by that word. Now, as you go back to doing whatever you need to do, remember this, God loves you and we love you too. Let's stay connected. Visit us at hbcla.com.